so I got a text message from Griffin the other day. Are Here's what he wrote bl- me. Are you putting me on blast right now? I'm putting you on blast. Here's what he wrote me. And it took me so long to figure out what the hell he was saying. Mm. He wrote me, what's the mixer juice got you using? What's, what's the, the mixer juice got you using? What's the mixer juice got you using? That I had to read like it. A, that sounds six... like a Bruno Mars refrain, right? Like you, you feel that Mark Ronson beat underneath. <laughs> what's yeah. the mixer juice got you using? What's yeah. the mixer juice got you using? It's a po- it's a short poem that I shared with my friend Russ, and <laughs> I thought it would be a private art for him to enjoy, but I didn't know that it would be here on the show. You're public on the show. Hey, Griffin's, um, Griffin's faded a lot, guys. Listen, <laughs> Griffin's faded all the time. I'm, like pretty fa- I'm pretty fucked cheech. up. Yeah. Right now, even, uh, I'm, I, I, feel pretty, I feel pretty zooted, and I also feel betrayed. And those are not <laughs> two good feelings to have at the same time. Is there a new... <laughs> hey, guys, real quick. Uh-huh. Is there a new weed person? Because I feel like I, I keep talking about Cheech and Chong, and the kids don't know who Cheech and Chong are. No. Who's the new weed person? Griffin could be the new weed person. That could be your thing. Oh. I don't know that I want that to be be my thing though is the only thing there's a lot like, of money in it i'm sure sure and B- i love both that Cheech and chong doing great they're both doing equally great and have been for their whole for the span of their careers but um i i feel like i have a lot you guys got to understand how gun shy i am about having any one defining brand yeah, any sure. one uh-huh. defining characteristic because it can become pretty reductive pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a lot. So you I got, got a lot. You probably on. just avoid bananas in total at this point. I like, genuinely don't eat them anymore. Yeah, there was a whole mouth period for Griffin that has just moved on. A lot of sort of mouth stuff, and um, I, I, and I'm, I guess I'm announcing this here. I did a lot of dental damage in there. Um, <laughs> And I got yelled at by a dentist, and I had to move. I had to oh. move away from Austin <laughs> just because I couldn't break things off with my disappointed dentist. But Can what's you write... the mixer juice got you using? What What is the mixer juice got you using? It's what a... is the mixer juice got you using? I mean, it's a, it's a Focus Right Scarlet Two I Two, but um, <laughs> I, oh, it was a sound mixer. I thought it was like a Ninja. Um, That's what I thought too. Yeah, I thought like it you were was making a juice mixer. You were making juices. Yeah. Okay. It took me so long. Right, what you got? Hey, listen, you guys, gotta get yourself a blend tech. My child got one for me three years ago. It's the best thing I ever got. Baby mixer never juiced. My name is Justin McElroyd. I know. <laughs> My name is Griffin McElroy, and I'm Dr. Strange's best friend. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and Marble Mania! My, my, okay, that was the end. My <laughs> name is Russ Frustick, and I know the best game of the week. Did I throw you off? Did I throw you off by doing you kind did. of your thing? It didn't really bit. follow the cadence. I kind of stole your stick. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, hey... Sun's out, fun's out. <laughs> Midnight Suns from Marvel's Midnight Suns, brought to you by Firaxis and 2K. It is, it is, I have no idea. Chris, what is Yeah, it? I, I can tell you what it is. Yeah, the the, the kind folks at Firaxis who made XCOM, they're back, but this time with a kind of like edgy GameStop. Or not GameSpot. Oh my God! Are we all stoned right now? It feels like I'm we're not, all I'm really not. I'm not either. But it feels like such a weird. I don't know. It's weird. a good energy, but I tighten like it. it. Up. But just tighten it up. <sighs> okay. Midnight Suns, Fire Axis, XCOM like, but don't this time you're I brawling. I don't think it's Fire Axis. That <laughs> would be sweet though. That, that sounds cool tight. as hell. Yeah. Fur Axis. This time they're back, and they didn't even bring Sig Myers along. This time, nope. They brought along the old Wolverine it's a fucking and Marvel, the Ghost Marvel Man. strategy game. And, Marvel strategy and, game. Go to and ads. Marvel and, and, strategy and, game. And and they're wearing black. Will Wright and American McGee have teamed up for this Jesus vision Christ. of the future. <laughs> mm. Let's take a break. 
You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I'm going to say something, and I think you guys who have played the game, well, they don't make them like this anymore. Uh, they n- have not made them. I don't... This, this is the weirdest game that has come out in 2022, uh, and one of the weirder licensed games that I think I've played. It is I, something it, we bemoan the lack of a lot on this show, and this is just my perspective, but it's a B game. Like, it's, it's a hmm. solid... B well, game. But, yeah, but 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 go ahead. Quality quality aside, I think it is not quality. I'm not talking about quality. Oh. I'm talking about like shtick. No, like, I mean we, more like it's not trying to be everything to everyone, right? Like I mean, it's, it's not trying, trying to be, to be a like, lot of things. Yeah, but it's not trying. It is appealing <laughs> to a specific demographic. Normally, when you have these superhero based games, it has to be character action, right? It's like right. this feels like a smaller carved out swing at how do you make a superhero game that isn't that sure but let me take a step back because i think everybody when they heard about this game marvel midnight suns was like oh for access making it they made xcom they are just going to make an xcom game throw wolverine in there make him basically the same as like the melee guy from xcom and that's the game Hmm. And, and everything and else. From what I is, understand, that is that is what they started trying to do. Okay, yeah, right? I did. I don't know the like background design stuff. Yeah, I, from what I understand, that is that was the approach at first, and then they kind of realized like the key of those sort of tactical shooters cover, and heroes don't take cover. No, sometimes Captain they, Marvel's Hawk, not cowering behind a shipping crate. A Hawkeye yeah. takes cover. Well, okay, but, Russ, we can we can fiddle about all day if you want to have some fun, but <laughs> he's just a guy. Paint with a broader brush. Can I try to do like mechanically? Yeah, yeah give it a shot because it is okay. complicated. It is. Uh, think of a, ta- a tactics game. Uh, I mean, I hearken back to Freedom Force, but like I, I was no, also thinking about Freedom thing. Force a lot playing this game. It is so a tactical old. action game where instead of the randomness and of like percentage to hit, right? Like I'm going to hit this guy maybe or maybe not because he's buying cover. Um, what you get is the randomness of card draws so your available abilities are based on the cards that you draw for each hero and these cards have a heroic cost so basically you have to do some lower level attacks to build up your heroic meter and before you can do your really devastating attacks but it's not about um not about cover and it's not about percentages whether Mm -hmm. or not you're going to hit something or not it's much more about how do you make how do you one take advantage of the environment for your attacks, and two, how do you make these attacks like synergize in a yeah. way that is uh, satisfying? As it's- as a result, I think the biggest thing that has worked. I've not played a ton of this game, and I will say that the early hours are not, from what I can tell and what I've heard, where it shines. A lot of the like cool complexity of how these cards and heroes and stuff interact uh like i am only i feel like just now starting to get to the point where i can put together like cool positional strategies but the but what is great from the beginning is that the uh like combat is, the 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 fights are short 
You only yes. control three heroes, uh, <laughs> and the it, it, unlike XCOM, which you know uh, battles can be pretty drawn out, uh, but with all of the missing that you're going to do all the time. In this one, it is it moves at a breakneck pace, and that is yeah. something I enjoy in my strategy games. Yeah, I mean, it removes the, like, in XCOM, there's that traditional, like, the first five turns are, like, I'm going to slowly and carefully get my people into position. Yeah. And that is, like, completely removed from this. Everyone's ready to fucking rock and roll in this game. In this game, when you put, when you have to think about positioning, it is, I'm going to put Wolverine on this side of the bad guy so that I can hit him into this exploding barrel. Yeah, there's and a lot of like combo hits like that. And, th- there, and that's great for me. There's that's... some cool ones that work together too. Like I've seen um, Ghost Rider has an ability to basically like open up a hole to hell. And this is one where there's percentages. Uh, if you have an ability that has knockback, so like Ghost Rider hits, you know, makes one of these holes and then Blade uses a kick that has knockback in it and knocks them into the hole. And there's a percentage whether or not they're going to fall or not. You don't know for 100% yeah. if they're going to fall in the hole. And there's a fun little animation of them like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you don't know <laughs> if they're going to be fit or not. Uh, but that kind of thing where it's like I, somebody makes an opening for someone else. And um, and some of the animations for the attacks are like fucking really cool, cool. man. Yeah. Like you mentioned Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider summons like a fucking demon car <laughs> and just like cruises through a pack of guys. And that's all animated. It it is kind of, you know what it reminds me of is like if you were to, I guess, 3D visualize a card game like Hearthstone or Sight the Spire mm. and like fully animate it, it kind of has that vibe to yeah. it. I think the Slay the Spire comparison is is is, is pretty apt. It, yeah. There's a lot that if, if you could layer on sort of uh, some light XCOM positional stuff and other sort of like uh you know strategic considerations like you know uh, i i'm gonna apply this bleed debuff and 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 all that you would be getting close to what this game is and the positional stuff is much less of a resource drain than you would think of in this game where like moving takes up like time or energy or whatever you kind of get like a free move yeah to put them where it's most helpful to to use the powers yo i i I have have questions for you because yeah I'll, i'll be honest with you got a little confused with our schedule played a lot of dark tide this past week so mm. I am still trying to understand this game. My number one question is, what type of Marvel Universe is this? Because every time I look at it, I feel more and more confused. Is it like MCU but grimdark? Is it like Hot Topic-y? Is it actually like very like um, uh, Three Kingdoms? Like It's not, uh, MC- to be clear, it's not MC. This is not like fucking Robert Downey Jr., popping around dropping cards it is not mcu it is marvel quote marvel is the universe but it's set in a uh sort of alternate whatever where this character named lilith who's like a demon is basically going to ruin the world so they're it like tonally it is i guess darker to some extent than at the mcu you know what it feels like to me it feels like and this isn't touched on everybody can appreciate it it feels like 90s comics yeah it's like a little like grittier that, i guess but funny like like gritty but like not taking itself super seriously you know what i mean like yeah I, that sounds like the early x-men movies um, no it's no, it's darker than that than okay that. okay yeah and also um, there is a, a a a whole like half the game that we haven't really talked about yet yeah, which is, yeah. you go back to the abbey uh, which is sort of your your base of operations. You, you uh, play. This is important. You play. You don't play as you have a character in the game named Hunter. The Hunter is the like Hunter. Been, the Hunter has been resurrected, uh-huh. um, and from has been like dormant for three hundred years or whatever, and is 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 trying to stop Lilith with the help of these other superheroes who have like loosely formed into a group called the Midnight Suns that are trying to stop this prophecy that Lilith is, is enacting. Sorry, Um, just to be clear, this is not Craven the Hunter. This is like a separate, just, this is a a totally made up. You you design this character in a very Dragon Age fashion. I will say that uh, a lot of the like 
dialogue and a lot of the sort of like uh, uh, scenes that you get with the Marvel characters are pretty great, pretty charming uh, from yes. time to okay. time. Your character is the equivalent of like the the Greendale human being from Community, <laughs> just a sort of like a vacuum of of uh, a person. <laughs> you are there as a talking being for Iron Man to make jokes at. Okay, so, yeah. so this Abbey thing, I said three kingdoms earlier. I obviously meant three houses. Is it yes, very it is fire exactly, yeah. exactly More like that, fire Yes, for sure, for sure, for okay. sure, definitely, yeah. Okay. Well, some of the dialogue, I just want to touch, to give you an example. Like, I had a scene today, like, you can, um, there's downtime in between missions, too much downtime for my preference, just because I, I enjoy the tactics so much that, like, I was just kind of, like, wanting to get back to that part because I found it a lot more fun. But the scene, you can like choose, you can choose superheroes to hang out with. And you can choose like, I want to, there was one moment where it was like, hey, hang out with somebody. And they're on a couch is Blade and Doctor Strange. <laughs> and I'm like, um, yeah, I'll hang out with Blade. What's up, Blade? And Blade's like, hey, what do you want to do? And you have the choice of read books by the fire or go fishing. <laughs> and it's like, well, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to go fishing with Blade. So there's this scene <laughs> where I'm fishing with Blade and Blade's like, I got to admit something to you. Um, I don't like vampire movies. And he's like, the, they're always trying to make vampires seem like nice and cool. And then your character's like, do you think it's hot, a, a vampire plot? Blade's like, yeah, I looked into that for a couple months, but I think it's just Hollywood throwing whatever at the wall and seeing what sticks. I did like the, uh, what was the one that Nico said? The sparkle vampire movies <laughs> and she's like yeah and he's like i actually i did like those that's to, to me that's fiction but i gotta be honest i did i did root for the werewolves it's like what is this what is happening i yeah. want my fishing I, I, I'm, I'm sold this sounds great it's, now it's, it's hilarious it, it's some some you mentioned nico there's some like uh not not like uh super famous characters that you recruit along the way like yeah, magic you got, like nico magic from the runaways. with a k nico with the from the runaways is fantastic i am uh i think like a lot of people especially like today i think the review embargo dropped and the response i have seen from people is like wait really it's good uh I think it's a pretty good. I think it's a pretty good game. It, I think it, the pacing I, is I a think little bit they, off for me, but I, I, there's a lot about this game that I am really enjoying. I think if they streamlined the ta the house, the Abbey stuff, I'd yeah. be more on board with it because Justin's right. Like, I think the combat is stellar. Yeah. Um, and the Abbey stuff is just like uh, the problem is there's like a limit to what you can really do with these characters because yeah. You know they have their archetypes, and but so they all have like it's funny to see Blade, you know, fishing or like okay. Tony Stark bird watching. But realistically speaking, there's not a lot you can really do with those characters. Sure. And what do you mean in terms uh, of what? Just it could, just because like I think there are expectations about what a Doctor Strange is or what a Tony Stark is that limits what you can. I will. I agree with that, but I don't think we've seen a superhero game. Certainly not a Marvel one that has this level of like interpersonal that's like, true where people are just sitting around and like you can just talk to yeah the avengers cool. so the the avengers uh whatever it was game yeah. service game that came out kind of had uh some some of that not to this degree but i would it, also it, add i think the guardians of the galaxy game which came sure. out last year well, was yeah. an excellent representation of this because there were moments where you could just bop around the ship and talk to people but you know, it was as much as you wanted to do. There wasn't really a gameplay benefit to it, but it was really well written. So there was an encouragement to do it. I think the writing here is like, fine. It's not bad. There's a lot of it. But there's a lot of it. <laughs> I, I think what, Justin, it sounds like you're getting at is the shawarma effect from the yes, MCU. 100%. Where it's like, you're everybody's right about Avengers and, uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy, but all of that stuff still served the plot. It was like moving things forward. This is literally... Wow, we're these are just normal people doing very normal benign things. Well, there is some mechanical hooks to it, like by hanging out with people, you build your fr and this is kind of stuff I I don't love, and I don't and where again this is again like a streamlining thing. It, it when you uh, spend time with people, you build your friendship level with them. You can also build that by like saying things that they like in conversation. Hot, better friendship level means more abilities, you know, and, and it's got tons of crud. That's like the one thing I just like kind of frustrated, especially with the Abby stuff. There's a lot of cruft to get through. Like yeah. 
a bunch of chests and like just resources scattered around the grounds in a way that's like not fun. Like it doesn't make it more fun if I have to pick up trash while I'm doing a, a you know, this, this open exploration thing. Um, and a lot of systems that seem unnecessary for like upgrading your cards and a lot of that stuff seems like overly complex. So instead of a deck, each hero has sort of their own mini deck of like eight abilities that they can take in. When you get cards, but you get card rewards in missions, um, you can use those cards to fill out your deck. Or if you have multiples, you can combine them into like a stronger version of that card. Um, and, and a lot of that stuff feels a little too, I'm still picking up a lot of resources. Like today I finished this like little side quest where I met Agatha Harkness. And afterwards I like picked up some mushrooms and they're like, you picked up a mushroom reagent. And I'm like, I don't, f what, why would I, what am I going to do with mushrooms? Like what, what on earth? Um, there's a lot of cruft like that. I, I feel like with the combat and this like, you know, XCOM Yu-Gi-Oh fusion that they've discovered here. Like, I think they could apply that to anything. Like, I, I yeah. think that Firaxis could do the next XCOM game like this or like a totally new thing or even another Marvel game. I feel like this this formula that they have uh, work, worked up for this game is bigger than the game itself. Uh, and it's like... Man, if I had a you know i iPhone iPad version of this game that was just the combat, like that would yeah. be that would be killer. Another cool smart thing that I wanted to touch on real quick in the in the battles, there are two different kinds of enemies. There are like grunts and real bad guys, and the grunts, uh, which is my terminology, not theirs, uh, don't have a health bar. Any hit knocks them out. So, like, it sets up this – it really makes you feel that power dynamic when, like, you yeah. can just chuck, grab a – whip somebody into another guy. And because they're both grunts, it kills both of them, like, without even using a and, – and there's a lot of cards that are labeled as quick where if you KO somebody with them, it doesn't count against your total. Yeah. So it really is, like it, – it gives this fun sense of, like, I'm going to wipe out a bunch of these guys uh, all at once. So you don't really feel, like, underpowered. It's still weird – when like some idiot five feet away from Captain Marvel is like, "Hey, I'm gonna kill you," and Captain Marvel's like, "Okay, I guess," uh, and then shoots Captain Marvel and, and knocks her out. It's it's a little wild, but you gotta have stakes. I think Griffin probably made a great prediction. Not the XCOM part. I can't imagine them doing that to that brand. No, but the the this being on mobile. 2K more so than almost any publisher is good about making mobile versions. Of yeah, their that's games. true. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised that that that's, that's I mean it's a good idea. I would like to see it. Um, this game sounds great. I'm 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 going to make sure that I I play a, a fair amount of it before a game of the year discussion. I I mean I don't know if it's a winner. But... Oh, one more thing I will say: the story itself is unintelligible. I it's a, I, yeah, I okay. have no. It, it is nonsensical. I mean, borderline nonsensical. Yeah, I, I think the one other note would be I think it uh, shows its hand too late, which is no pun intended, which ah. is to say like you start and you have very, you you know, you play a card or two or three in our hand. But I think later on, as you get more cards, you can set up combos where you're playing like six and seven in a hand and like really doing complex things like that. But it takes a while to like build those card rosters and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's an, it's interesting. It's it is not what I expected. They easily could have just sort of farted out a uh, copy and paste of XCOM with Marvel characters, and they did not do that. Um, we've got more games to talk about. Don't even worry. You don't need to panic. We we got more. Just just hang on. Just hang on. We'll be right back. This episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so. You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties uh we are sort of in that phase of the year where there's not a lot of new games coming out but there are a lot that we've sort of been like circling back on and trying to wrap up etc cetera, etc cetera. so we just want to check in on on a few of those plant i i heard that you've been uh touching quite a few games with your hands i did i have played soccer story mm-hmm. which is a lot like previous sports games story uh, I mean, so confusing. Golf story. There is I'm a pretty... sports story coming out. Correct. Yes. This is not from the same developer. It, it is not from the golf story or sports story developer, and it shows a fair amount. If you look at the reviews on Metacritic, they're not Uh-oh. super great. I I enjoyed this game for a few hours. Here's the big problem about it because it's a it's a soccer RPG kind of in the mode of um, the Mario Sports RPGs, you know, where you're, yeah. you're like Mario Golf, classic Mario Golf, um, and all of that's fun. You get to you know dribble around and you're using your magical soccer ball to accomplish little minor tasks. And then you go into a soccer match, and the AI is both difficult and nonsensical. Um, where like the, the technique that I eventually got to winning matches was just always fire off shots, no matter where I had the ball, because it'll wear down the goalie. So I'm like firing shots off from the opposite end of the field. Yeah. And, and that's like how I win. And it, I honestly, I didn't mind because I was enjoying the open world RPG stuff for a while, but as the game relied more on, you know, like actually playing soccer, it became a kind of a problem that the soccer in a game called soccer story wasn't especially good. Yeah, That's um, so interesting. It's just, it makes me really curious about sports story, which comes out very soon. So, so the sports story was made by the people who made golf story, obviously. And the idea that you can make these, I guess, of basically mini games that support an RPG. It's so difficult to make one that feels really good, let alone a yeah. bunch and so I'm curious, I mean, he, in this case, it sounds like they struggled to make the one. Yeah, it, well, it, the difference, though, is Sports Story has been in development forever. <laughs> so yeah, but that doesn't mean Sure, fun. but I mean, I, I would, I uh, hopefully, hopefully they've had some time I, to yeah, like, I, kind of I, figure I have it high out. Hopes for it. it. It did kind of hit home for me of, like, I'd be okay with these games not actually <laughs> having, like, long sports matches, but just using sports as, like, a theme. You know, like, oh, you know, you kick the ball around to solve tasks, but you're not spending a large chunk of your time playing literally like a Ted Lasso, if you will. 
Sure, it's sports adjacent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, w- it was a charmer. I, Justin, I know that you played one of my favorite surprises of this year, Dave the Diver. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a it's a cute little thing. Um, if you didn't hear about it on Resties, uh, which I believe you guys discussed over there, right? Yeah. Um, the basic premise is you are a scuba diver that is navigating through dangerous uh, waters that are very mysterious in the sort of like life forms that they draw to it. They, what do they call it? The hole or the blue or something like that. It's a big yeah. – Big uh, ocean for you to sort of explore that has all sorts of wild uh, creatures in it. Um, you are using uh, a melee attack of some sort, and then you can get weapons like a harpoon gun or a regular gun, <laughs> a shotgun. I mean, whatever, all kinds of different equipment that you can unlock. And, and you know, typical things with this, you, you know, you can increase your O2 that you take down with you and your speed and things like that. But the up, uh, a lot of the upgrades are conducted by once you harvest uh, a bunch of fish while you're in, in the, the ocean section, you take it back at night to a sushi restaurant that you uh, are also employed at. Uh, and you are selling the fish that you're catching in different sushi dishes. Um, you're the the waiter who is serving up the sushi chef's uh, preparations. Taking orders, it's very much like that mode. Uh, it's two very distinct modes. That mode's much more of like a time management sort of, um, uh, you know, taking the order. Well, kind of like cook, serve, delicious, that kind of thing. Yeah, I compared it like, to Tapper on recipes. Yeah, you, you like, got a great, yeah. some wasabi, and you got to take the orders and make sure nobody waits too long, collect the tips, that, that fill their tea just the right amount, um, their green tea. Um, uh, again, it's not like world changing, but it is like, it's just uh, really solid. It's just really yeah. solid. I do as, as somebody who's, uh, navigating the earth in a bigger body. I don't, I don't love how this game seems to really, uh, hate fat people. Like it seems like pretty down on like Dave gets a lot of flat for being bigger for a scuba diver. He's kind of a, kind of a chode. And, uh, uh, then the other, the, there's like a couple other characters where like them being overweight the weapon designer. Is, a, is, yeah. a, is a code for like, he's a nerd. <laughs> like yeah. the, the secret code of him being bigger is like, it, you know, it's being played for laughs, uh, which feels a little out of touch for me. Um, but, uh, that, 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 that bumped a bit, but other than that, I, I found it pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I this is made um, by a studio that looks like it's an indie studio, and this is a correction from the last time we talked about it, but it's actually Nexon. Um, but they frame it's, it. It's an on internal st- Nexon studio. Yeah, they frame it as like if you if you look at the Steam page, it's like Mint Rocket, and then you click on Mint Rocket, and it takes you to Nexon's page, <laughs> um, which kind of gets to the other game that I played this week. More of is Pentiment which it kind of feels like an indie game, but is made by Obsidian, Bethesda, Microsoft. I'm trying to think of like the order, the pecking order of, of It's studio. all owned by Bezos. Yeah, <laughs> somebody owns it. Um, but I finished Obsidian Pentiment. is not, Obsidian is not part of Bethesda. It was part. It was acquired by Microsoft. Oh yeah. Well, now they're all part yeah, of. Yeah, but same wouldn't you make swell. those dorks all share an office I'm if you both of them? I mean, they had a pretty famous falling out, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah I, but too bad you don't exist anymore. Microsoft owns all of you. I don't want them using the same bathrooms as some of the sexy people <laughs> in the office division. All like, right. I want them. I want them over in their own little building. Um, I, I finished Pentiment. It's probably my favorite game of the year. I did not expect it to win the best used game of the year by any stretch of the imagination. Good. Um, but it, it, it is, is, it is next. Uh, it is of all the games that I have still on my list. It is like my, uh, have you queue. played it, Griffin? It is. Yeah, man. It, it's neat. It's, it's incredible. I, I, I'm going to play more of it. Yes. No, it's a wild thing. I'm in no way, again, no way disparaging Pentiment for how books level boring it is. I know that's the point is that it's not fun. And then it makes you appreciate <laughs> other games more. I get it completely. I, I will say this. It changes a couple times throughout and i think each change is like more exciting than the last um and also in some ways it might be a christmas game maybe huh. yeah huh. yeah so that. maybe that'll get you to play a little bit more um maybe probably not <laughs> um uh fresh what what have you been playing else that you want to talk about i played what the bat which comes from the creators of what the golf uh, which was kind of a smash surprise indie hit uh, from a couple years ago where you 
played mini golf in like ridiculous ways. And What the Bat is a VR game. It is VR exclusive. I played it on a Quest 2. And the premise is pretty simple. You are a person who has bats for arms. That's pretty much it. You have bats for arms. And with those bats for arms, you have to accomplish various tasks using your bats for arms. And tonally, it matches what the golf almost exactly. Uh, You know, the sorts of challenges start out very simple where you just like hit a ball off a tee and into like a trophy and it ends that level. And then they'll like throw in twists where like you go to swing the bat and the bat, instead of the ball flying, the bat flies Mm. and then the bat hits the thing. So it's like jokes like that. But then they start doing weird shit where it's like you flash back to you as a baby with bats for arms and you're in like a giant bathtub because you're a baby and you have to use your bat arms to turn the water to raise the water level in the bath to hit a certain level to complete that level. And so you're kind of like seeing like a day in the life of a person with bats for arms. That's fun. (laughs) It is pretty fun. It's very simple. Like, you know, I was expecting something on the level of, um, what is it? Uh, The uh, work work simulator. What is that game called? Job simulator? Job simulator, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, something on the level of that. I don't think it has that level of like polish to it. But if you're looking for something that's like no one's ever played a VR game before, I think this is like a really good starting VR game because, you know, there's only so much you can do with bats for arms. But sure. it's satisfying to like figure out the little puzzle and, you know, have a chuckle for yourself. I definitely laughed a few times while playing it, which is weird to do when you're in VR because there are other people around and they think you're being like a weirdo if you're just like chuckling to yourself. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Um you know, light-hearted and and approachable. I would say. I think a lot of people are getting Quest Twos for the holidays, maybe. Uh, and and that one? seems like a good. Got, got Quest Two. We got Quest Two. When did you, it come out? You 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 do Griffin. This is it came one. out like two you, you or three one. years ago. It's yeah. pretty What's the old. New one? What's point? the new joint? Well, there's like a Quest. The Quest Pro. Pro. Yeah, you yeah. don't want that. Or that's you, that's the one not, that you do not doesn't have battery life and yeah, it costs, it costs like a jillion dollars. No. Yeah, there's a the new quest. There's a quest. <laughs> don't you three. love that us a video gaming resource is like how much does it cost? I don't know. Gajillions. Well, it's huh? it's really expensive, guys. I don't. I know. mean, it is dramatically more expensive than the quest uh, two, which uh, is also great. the pro is not for anyone playing video games. Yeah, like, for correct. your office, it, right? Yeah, you can have a conference with your, with yeah. your best friends. Uh, yeah, apparently there is a new quest coming out next year. Mm. So if you're worried about having the new hotness i guess that's coming next year but there's also a sale going on right now on quest 2 and it comes with resident evil 4 so that'll save meta that, that, that's gonna do it oh They're yeah at least another they'll, they'll be okay now this strategy is definitely paying off big bucks to the moon, baby um should we open the reader mailbag i would love to okay this one is from mr bubbles are there game studios that you think people should start following, watching in 2023, not necessarily knowing what's uh, slated for the new year? Who is making the kinds of games that are worth looking out for? There's a game, there's a studio, I don't think anyone's ever heard of them. They're called Team Cherry, and I think they're working on a small <laughs> game called Hollow Knight Silk Song. Where the fuck is it, Team Cherry? Uh, it's, I don't that, know when that game is coming out. It's gone past the point. It's of, weird. Like, it's weird that we haven't heard anything right well we uh, here's what here's what i would say not to derail this question because it is a good question we'll approach it but they have so big publishers like microsoft and playstation have recently started tweeting things like hey such and such is coming to game uh, in this case uh silk song is coming to game pass or silk song will be on ps4 and ps5 the fact that they're tweeting that stuff now is a little encouraging. I'm not saying it guarantees anything, but at least we know, you know, the game still exists, I would say. So I think it will happen, probably, uh, maybe. A lesser-known developer, <laughs> uh, Adrian DeJong, um, who I think everybody here will know from Hidden Folks, the kind of like oh, yeah. Where's Waldo black sure, and white yeah. game. But the other stuff that he's made is just wildly imaginative and inventive. He made a game called Fingal, and Bounden. Bounden was a dancing game. His games oh, yeah. like usually encourage you to do physical activities together. And he has a new game coming out called Secret Shuffle. Um, that is like a secret disco where you know everybody puts on headphones and they're hearing music. 
but your like group is hearing different songs. So the game's built around that activity. So music starts playing and two people are hearing the same song and those two two people need to like find each other by how oh, they're dancing. That's um, cool. And there's yeah, there's lots of other games that are based off of everyone listening to either the same or different music. He has been working on it for a long time. Um definitely feels like a passion project. And yeah, I mean, just in general, I I think he is exactly the person that a question like this is made for because I don't think anybody's ever going to, you know, he doesn't have a marketing budget, um, but his games are consistently really interesting. Um, any any other dev studios that y'all can think of? I'm There's games I'm very excited for next year, but like, I don't know that I could say like, oh, this dev is going to fucking smash it. Man. I will say this. This is not the developer, but the publisher, generally speaking, I think, trust a lot of the taste of what devolver green lights as stuff mm. like i think they have a very good selection process so you know if you're looking for like indies you've never heard of you know keep an eye on devolver because i feel like they have yeah. very good taste yeah i'm still looking for ufo 50 oh, oh yeah it, sure that's literally what i was about to say i agree completely i, I think about ufo 50 like once a month can you explain, explain what explain what that like, is does that ever come yeah. out then i go to steam it's like nope it's not out like okay Tell everybody what, is, what it is. Well, yeah, it's I don't know what that 50, is. It's 50. UFO 50 is put together by Moss Mouth, but they have a bunch of different... Um, Makers of Splunky. Yeah, thank you. M- a bunch of different devs working together to make... It, 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 there's a fiction of this is like an old 8-bit console that nobody heard about, and there's 50 different like single-player, multiplayer games on it. And it's one of those things that it was announced... I mean, what plant like... Oh my gosh! I I don't know six I years mean, ago. I mean, I can't. It was in a press thing. I mean, a hundred years. Like it was so long ago. Um, I don't even know if it's like still. It's at least twenty seventeen is the earliest spot I can find on Reddit right now. Okay, so yeah, Annou- anna- yeah, announced back in twenty seventeen. Like Splunky two has come out since this. I mean, maybe it, maybe it's never coming out. I don't know. Like. Derek, you tweeted about it in 2019 saying, like, you know, you can wishlist it, but... How do you even, like, plan this out? Like, what happens if, like, number 37 is total dog shit? Do they still release it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so weird to me. <sighs> um, but I don't know. I, th- I He said as of, like, 2020 it's still active, but that's, like, the best. Maybe that's find. the issue. Do you think like should just lower the number. number? Number thirty-seven just isn't coming together, so the whole project is stalled. Lower the number, Derek. It's not lower too late. the number, Derek. UFO se- seven. <laughs> um, okay, I got another question for us. Uh, this one's from Sterling. Which game from this year would you recommend for someone just getting into video games as a hobby? That's such a wild question. It's interesting. I, I mean, it's weird to me that someone just getting into video games wouldn't tap into the decades of like the best games literally of all time before, you know, before doing new games. Yeah, but you want to feel, feel like you're part yeah, of the, in the a, no, You want to be in the zeitgeist. I, I get think, it. Man, I mean, there's if you're just now uh-huh. getting into games as a hobby, there is only one game that you should turn to. Marvel Snap? Yeah, I was nope. going to say Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap is very good, and everyone who plays it loves it. That's not the option <laughs> I'm looking for, though. Okay. I'm looking for Fortnite, baby. It's the funnest game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah if, I kind of agree. Yeah, but <laughs> if you were just getting into games, that feels really complicated. That is intimidating. Like, I, would, I would say, like, Kirby. Yeah, yeah but Kirby. If you're sitting, imagine you're like, I'm going to get into games as a hobby, and then flash forward to, like, at 8 30 p.m you're sitting on the couch by yourself and you're like what am i doing like i'm an adult i'm just pushing this little marshmallow around this is actually a dumb hobby <laughs> but if you get into Fortnite and you're like you're also see, pushing marshmallow around on yeah, the battlefield but, the, but, but he's, he's like yeah, i humped by indiana jones <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, this game is actually <laughs> sick uh wordle squirtle you can get into wordle <sighs> always there uh, okay, okay, last question. This one is from uh, this one's from Ben. What games that are set to come out in 2023 do you expect to get delayed to 2024 or later? Oh, oh good God. question. Hmm. Uh, it's tough because 
Because Tears of the Kingdom, I don't think it's going to get delayed. I think, I mean, I it might Tears get delayed until yeah, later in the year, but I and think it will come out. Tears of the Kingdom is. Uh, it's the sequel to Zelda, so it's Zelda. lots oh, of people know what it is. Oh, you got to say, say Zelda first, then. Oh, Starfield. Okay. Starfield's going to come out. But Street probably Fighter in the fall. Out, Suicide Squad will come out because they moved on. Um, I could see Str- Suicide Squad. What do you mean they've moved on? I can see that getting the, the two leads of Rocksteady moved on because they said the game was like basically done. Oh, I didn't um, know that. So, yeah. um, what about the Harry Potter, the Hogwarts? That's legacy? coming out. Uh, it's coming out, yeah. It's pretty. Uh, basically, I think anything that's like Q1 right now announced for like Q1 or even Q2, I think it will come out next year. Like I that indicates to me. Some of the Silent Hills might be scheduled for next year. I, that seems like totally impossible. Um, Stalker 2, for obvious reasons in, in yeah. Europe, it seems like it might not come out next year. Probably Star yeah. Citizen, I don't think it's going to come out next year. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, System Shock, another, like, you know, it, it's been in development so long that I will believe it the day I actually have Does that even hands. have a date? I mean, they, they just keep saying, like, soon. Yeah, so, I mean, it's you know. it's difficult because a lot of these games don't have dates yet. And the games that do have dates for 2023, they'll say, like, again, either, like, March or April or something like that. I'm going to take the smart money and just say Skull and Bones will get deleted. <laughs> oh, I think they actually have yeah. to release that because of, like, financials or something. I think there's, like, some weird, like, tax need where they, like, have to ship that game. Um, who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's right. To go the opposite direction, that had to have been, like, how many years ago? I mean, I know, long, I know how long it's been since Griffin's been to an E3. It's been at least three years, right? I mean, four? Do we have any honorable mentions at I, all? I see one on here from you, I, Russ, that I, I would love one. to hear about, because this is one that I was very into, but it wasn't quite to a point where it felt like it was re- rewarding my repeated play. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's quite there yet either. The game is Peglin, which is a game that Justin brought many moons ago. Uh, it's on Steam. It is a Peggle roguelike uh, where you shoot a little ball and it bounces around on pegs and you do damage to enemies. Um, I hadn't played it uh, for a while. I played it initially when Justin recommended it and then not for a while. It's definitely in a more polished state. They just had a big update recently. It's still like a very... Uh, and I don't want to say this to diminish it, but it's like a very light game, which is to say like it doesn't have a ton of like production value necessarily. Like it's a like a I don't again don't want to diminish it because it's a fun game, but it's it's kind of a little bit bare bones. There's not a lot of hooks. It's fun in the moment. And then once you're done with a run, there's not really that urge to like fire it back up and take another run. It's, yes. it's sort of, it's a little bit slight still. It is still a little bit slight and it's still kind of in that state. I don't know, maybe that's just because like I'm starting with a relatively new save, maybe more stuff unlocks, but kind of similar to that, I've been playing a game called Tiny Rogues, which uh, similar idea insofar as it's also like a very quote light roguelike approach. It's an action roguelike, but uh, the graphics are like very simple and uh, you know, almost one bit level graphics, but there's like a ton of like unlockable characters and, and uh, weapons to unlock and combos and stuff like that. It kind of feels like if you were doing like a low, a lower fi simplified version of binding of Isaac, that's tiny rogues. Um, So I don't know. It's, it's two interesting approaches to the kind of action or uh, alternate roguelike genre uh, that I've been digging. And I, I would add that I think both of them are like, pitch perfect on steam deck which again has just been something that i've been looking for games as like oh this would be good on steam deck i'll try it out um so yeah no they've been really good on that front uh yeah i finally started watching uh andor and uh it turns out that you were all right and it's a it's a it's a good show i watched we're not gonna spoil it I'm not what I'm not I'm not going to spoil it. I haven't, I haven't watched the whole thing. Because it's Chris Plant. We're talking about Chris Plant. I haven't watched the whole thing. I that that is my well, that is old me. When is the last time I spoiled anything for you? Chris Plant loves to be in the know and ruin no, everyone's day. I I don't spoil anymore. I'm I'm post okay. I'm post spoiler. I'm I've grown. I've changed. <laughs> it is very good though. Yeah, I I I bounced off. I'm not bounced, but like the first two episodes were good, and I kind of faded, and and now I'm back. And you know what? Great, it's really really good. It turns out Tony Gilroy knows who he's. How, how many episodes in are you? Um, uh, I'm on episode eight. 
Okay, yeah. Oh, so I just nice. finished episode six, which, for what it's worth, was the best Star Wars thing I've seen in recent memory, probably the last decade. It was extremely, extremely good. Yeah, I, uh, agree, I agree with and that. And you haven't even gotten to the best part of the series. It's about to yeah. get so good for you. I'm, I'm very excited. This, this, is, this is good. Um, also, I, I, I haven't even started playing it yet, but I just wanted to point out for everybody, there's a new Need for Speed game out. Yeah. By oh, Criterion. Really? Is it out, out? It came yeah, out today? You can play uh, it, it comes today. Out Friday, it's, it's forever, oh, Friday, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I'm very it excited to play neat. it. It looks great. The early impressions of people who have been playing it on, on Twitter.com, people seem to really like it. I, it I looks don't like understand why... Yeah, I don't understand why why there's like zero marketing around this game. Is this the one Deeply that strange. has been in development? Because they skipped a year, right? Like this has been development for a little while, right? I, that, I think so. One? And again, it's made by the people who know how to make good racing games. I keep I, getting emails telling me that ASAP Rocky is in it, and that's really uh, all oh. I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, Griffin, Justin, anything y'all been playing? Nope. Nope, just cool. more Binding of... I gotta stop playing Binding of Isaac stop so I playing can play it. other games. It's a, it's a good idea. It's a really good game, though. It's um, really fun. You do have to do that because we're gonna be talking about the game of the year very soon, and there are some games that you need to play. I'm gonna do Sleeper Citizen. I, 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 I Citizen promise. Sleeper. Citizen yeah, Sleeper. that's the explains <laughs> oh why I'm having gosh. trouble finding it. <laughs> uh, we should do a plug real quick because we're gonna be posting our, t- I guess, 12 selections for game of the year and then we're going to be uh, facilitating some uh, reader votes for the remaining four correct plant right that's spot on and that's going to be happening on soon the twitter is <laughs> sure. oh 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 twitter. yeah sure you're really <laughs> at the besties pod on twitter yeah if you if you were not already aware uh and you want to participate you can do it uh there very soon what about next week? What are we doing next week? Next week. Okay, so I know we said this week we were going to talk about Dark Tide, the Warhammer, uh, Left for Dead alike. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We did say we that did, last but week. Then we they did. shut down the servers. They shut down the servers when I went to go play it, so that was a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about it next week. Uh, looks like with a special guest, because Justin will be out. So we'll be replacing Justin forever. With thank this special God, guest. Thank God. Oh, I'm ascending. <laughs> I'm free. Uh, wait, uh, I want to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. It is JJS84, I guess we're going to pronounce it. Uh, George S, Maddie1919191, and Digimon Stan. And here are the games that we talked about Midnight Suns, Dave the Diver, Pentiment, Soccer Story, What the Bat, Peglin, Tiny Rogues. Hey, there's a new Need for Speed out in Andor. Yay. Yay. We did it. Well, I'm looking forward to all that. Make sure you join us again next week for the besties, because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!